At Jewelers Mutual, we're a little obsessed with jewelry. Obsessed like auctioneers with talking fast. Pop stars with auto-tune. And dentists with asking questions so, how did he propose? after they've put their hands in your mouth. Great. Yes, we've made jewelry our obsession for over 100 years. We love it so much, we named our kids Ruby, Amber, and Opal. Venti soy latte for Opal? At Jewelers Mutual, we insure jewelry and only jewelry, which is why people who are also obsessed with jewelry trust us with theirs. New from Major Lazer and Marcus Mumford, this is Lay Your Head on Me. It's okay, it's alright. Someday we will be fine. Staring down the long night, waiting for the sunrise. It's alright, it's okay. I've been there in your place. It's okay, it's alright. Just lay your head on me. That was Lay Your Head on Me from Major Lazer and Marcus Mumford. Click to listen to the full song. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey 
Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. Thank you for joining me today in uh, you know our show, Just Thinking. I so appreciate it. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm actually uh, doing this show. I always record the show the day before, so I'm recording this show on Sunday so that you can get it on a Monday. So uh, once again, I hope that the end of your weekend was just fantastic because mine has been pretty darn good so far. And I hope you enjoyed that show that I put out for today. Uh, Not the today that you're going to be in when you hear the show. It kind of gets confusing. But this actual today, it was on uh, robosexuals and digisexuals. (laughs) I've been kind of mentioning the shows. My goodness gracious. Uh, Amazing stuff. And I've done a number of uh, shows on that before. I touched on it and updating it was just... uh, Incredible. So if you get a chance and you're interested in that kind of stuff, take a listen in the archives because we have an awful lot of shows and I always forget to remind people of that. Uh, You can pick shows based on hundreds and hundreds of topics and uh, more to come. Today's show, uh, I hope, will be a good one and relatively short. Uh, I always say that and then go about 20 minutes or so. But uh, that's not a long time. Uh, But I know it is for some listeners, so forgive me. But I've been thinking about a lot of things. But uh, I notice when I listen to things on politics or I listen to things on global issues or philosophy or science or whatever, you know, I don't care what it is. Uh, When I watch television now, it's amazing that we, um, and and I say television, I mean, you know, it's the cable network or you see things on the news uh, with such divisiveness. But it appears that it's impossible for anybody to say anything uh, and not, you know, have that issue become something divisive or they have to justify it or they have to go back into time 50 years ago and what did you say when or whatever. Uh, It has reached such heights of absurdity that I don't don't know how people really function, to be honest with you. And as a psychologist, if I was working with families, I'd have to say, hey man, you know, you've really gotta uh, work on your communication systems and your team building systems, all those kind of things. And, uh, and, and they're the kind of things that, you know, also apply to our, our country, our world, our family, our communicate, you know, our, our community, all those kind of things. I guess the point of the show today is that it is really important for you to think for yourself uh, that, uh, you know, when I teach psychology, I teach, you know, critical thinking and I'll say, you have to support, you know, you have to support what you're saying. You have to have supporting documentation. You have to have proof with different things. You know, those are things to be a critical thinker. You know, what makes it so? But, uh, you, you know, you you can't go through every minute of life uh, doing that, uh, you know, you know, having to have uh, 800 supporting pieces of documentation to uh, make a comment. Uh, you can't be looking to other people to decide things for you or tell you what you're seeing in reality. Um, you, you know, and, and you can see why people on all sides of every issue get really fed up with that. And it's a style that we have now that uh, people just, you know, they have to be politically correct. They have to say the right thing. They have to think what the masses or their party or their uh, or their tribe is saying, and they cannot think for themselves. And what a dangerous, dangerous thing that is. And, you know, why does that happen? 
Well, why? Because it's never been easier to get information than it is today. And you have access to all kinds of information, podcasts like this, social media. You have literally infinite sources of information in terms of books in the library, e-books. You know, you can get into every informational site on the Internet. Uh, You can chat with just about anyone on any topic. Uh, You can track famous people down. I know I've done it for this show. Uh, and it's amazing the, the people that you'll get who'll discuss things with you. So we live in a wonderful time where, you know, we can get all these facts and opinions and they're abundant and they're out there and it's, it's fantastic. But at the same time, and all this abundance of information uh, in all this plethora, this, uh, you know, overwhelming amount of information, there's a danger in it. Because with the access, you know, comes um, this like instant connection that you have with people. And it means uh, that it's easy for people to, you know, to see what other people are thinking. And it's easy for people to manipulate our thinking. It's easy for people to send out messages that, um, that try to uh, enforce uh, political correctness. Uh, that try to force you to come consensus to come to consensus on an issue, uh, like you know I think President Trump is a bad guy, uh, you know I think he's a dictator, I think that Bernie Sanders is a bad person, he's a socialist. Whatever the point, I'm giving you extremes on those things, and they're very very dangerous. And then people don't stand alone, and they don't think for themselves. They don't uh, rely on their observations. They don't rely on their interpretation of information. And quite frankly, they don't do the work uh, many times. I watched a show today on uh, on uh, Meet the Press. Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Meet the Press. It was uh, Leslie Raddatz or something with George Stephanopoulos, something on ABC. It's mainstream news. And she had one of the presidential uh, candidates on there, uh, Amy Klobuchar. And she was talking about a report that said, hey, you know, when uh, there's some controversy out there now, you know, that's all they look for is controversy with people. If it's President Trump, of course, and he makes that easy. Uh, what's controversial? Uh, Joe Biden, what's controversial? Pete Buttigieg, what's controversial? Uh, Mayor Bloomberg, uh, what's controversial? What's something that you said 15 years ago? Uh, what's something that you said 10 years ago? What's something that you, what's a decision that you made that maybe you modified that decision? Uh, all the shit that you're accountable for. And then you have to apologize to people, uh, you know, and I'm not saying if you did something wrong, you shouldn't say, if you're running for office, for example, you say you apologize, but who can live their lives into their 60s or 70s? Like these people are in their mid 70s. If I had to go back and apologize to all of you for everything I've thought and said, that's been wrong or stupid or hateful or racist or whatever. And I doubt if you can find anybody who's black, green, yellow, white, uh, whatever religion who hasn't done the same darn thing. That's crazy. You have to be able to think for yourself. You have to be able to go out and and, um, not be held accountable for every single moment uh, of your life uh, you know, without putting it into context and saying, I've changed, I've grown, I've made a different decision. I don't believe that anymore. And that should be good enough. If you don't believe something anymore and you say, I don't believe that anymore, then fine. You could be a former Nazi. You could be a former priest. You could be uh, a person who is Jewish and now decides they want to become an atheist or a Christian. 
you don't have to apologize to anybody for that. Uh, my wife was watching a movie with Brian Cranston and and Kevin Hart. I, I don't know the name of the movie, and it was about Brian Cranston as being a, a paraplegic. And she says, you know, what a sweet movie. And I said, oh, I've never seen that. And uh, she said, uh, that's too bad, though. I said, why? What's too bad? What didn't you like? She said, well, it would have been nice if the uh, the part of the paraplegic was played by a paraplegic actor. And, uh, you know, yeah, that would be nice. I've spent my entire life working with people who are disabled. So, sure, that would be great, uh, you know, to have uh, somebody who, you know, was in a wheelchair, uh, you know, be an actor. But I said to her what I was thinking. And, and see, I'm going to follow my own advice. I'm going to think independently. Why? You know, why would you, why would a, a person, you know, be have to be in that role? Or you'll see people say, well, you know, this is you've appropriated my culture or my ethnicity or something like that. So I don't know if you like the way something looks on a Latina woman, you can't wear it. Or if you like something that's, you know, if a, if an Amer if a Native American or an American Indian decides they don't want to wear a traditional um, Indian uh, vestments or something like that, and uh, they, you know, want to wear other things, you know, from... Uh, you know, our, uh, a different culture. I can't say our culture. They're part of our, you know, our, our culture. Does that make them less of an American Indian? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe people think that. But uh, that's the kind of stuff uh, that, you know, people are not thinking independently. They come up with those things. And uh, I say to my wife, I said, does that mean if I'm in a murder mystery, I have to be a murderer? Or anything. I'm not, I'm not trying to be silly. I mean, you know, it would be great, you know, but, uh, you know, that's that kind of thinking. It's like, oh, there's always something wrong. The guys, it used to be if you could do something like that, if you could portray somebody who was in a wheelchair and be believable or somebody like My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis. Jesus Christ, he was nominated for an Academy Award because he played somebody who could only move his left foot. It's acting. It's not reality. Where do we come up with that? The thing I was talking about with, uh, you know, Amy Klobuchar, I, I got off the subject there. Forgive me. She was being held to a standard of a, uh, of a minority uh, case when she was a prosecutor. She was the supervising attorney over 10 to 15,000 cases a year, you know, the supervisor of them. And here was a, a case that had been now overturned due to new evidence. And they, they want to know, what do you think about it? How did that happen? And she looked at Martha Rasek. She's crazy, I guess, but you know, you can't say this on television or you'll lose votes, right? She's saying, it's new evidence. We didn't have the evidence at the time. So what is the prosecutor responsible to get new evidence that she didn't know existed? It, it just, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't make sense. That doesn't imply that you're being unfair. A jury of the, the person's peers, you know, found them guilty based on the legitimate evidence that was presented at the time. New evidence overturned that, which is also something that is allowed in our system. And I'm not saying we have a perfect system of law or that people don't get railroaded. But it was very clear or seemed to be very clear that she wasn't railroading anybody. It wasn't her particular case. It was a case that seemed to have the proper amount of supervision. It was a case that that had new evidence. You know, wh what are you, what should one do 
in situations like that. Well, I guess the point is, and the point of the show is, you should be able to speak for yourself and not be worried about the votes that you're going to get. Uh, you shouldn't be worried about, uh, you know, are people not going to like you on Twitter? Who cares uh, if somebody's going to argue with you about something? Um, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to argue with them on that topic. And speaking of that, the wonderful, wonderful author and wit uh, and American humorist who has so many bright sayings, amongst other things, was Mark Twain. And he had a great one on this. And, and he said, never argue with, a stu- with stupid people. <clears throat> okay, that sounds pretty obvious, right? But here's the rest of it. Never argue with the stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience. Now think about that last part, then beat you with experience because they have good experience and lots of experience being stupid. And maybe you don't. Uh, that was very much like the, the terrific wisdom from uh, chief psychologist I work for, Dr. Nurhan Findikian. I should mention his name because he was probably one of the most classically trained, most brilliant psychologists that you could ever run across uh, on the face of the earth. He certainly knew his stuff. What an articulate man and uh, very bright, a very masculine, very gentle at the same time. And it would never engage um, with people in craziness. And he would always have a simple thing he would remind all of us uh, as fellow psychologists, but as he was the chief psychologist, and he would say, how do you deal with difficult people? People would ask him, and he had a very simple thing. He said, you don't. And that is how you do, you know, that is many times how you deal with difficult people. You don't. You use planned ignoring. You do not encourage or reward that behavior. You continue on acting, uh, you know, in the proper way that you need to act and be responsible for your behavior. You don't get involved in their craziness. And there's a lot of wisdom to that. Think how that would be in politics if people said, you know, if you said, hey, man, if you want to be a crazy constituency and you want to bounce me out of here for like uh, finding somebody, maybe like censuring somebody or removing somebody from office because they're like out of their mind and doing illegal things, then go do it then people wouldn't be afraid of things. They wouldn't be in the, you know, if people didn't do, uh, you know, worship money and do illegal things, uh, you, you know, just to get that cash and were honest about it and, uh, and uh, weren't, you know, weren't worried about, uh, you know, what other people would think or dealing with other stupid people about that, it would be a much better world. And then we wouldn't have to justify to other people why new information uh, is not something I'm going to be responsible responsible for if I'm not in that job anymore. Or when somebody's acting, they're acting. They don't have to have the actual condition. Or, or wouldn't it be the nice? Uh, wouldn't it be wonderful? No, it would be more wonderful, I guess, if disabled people could act in a whole variety of roles that had nothing to do with them being disabled. Like anybody else. Not just that you drag them in because the person's in a wheelchair. But uh, that's a pretty different standard than uh, a lot of other people would say on uh, this particular show. So what's the point? It's a Monday morning. You're going to be faced with a divisive world for, for the next long, long period of time. 
Are you going to shut yourself in and put yourself in a bubble? Are you going to believe what your tribe says on every single issue? Are you going to listen to Fox News or WN, you know, MSNBC or, you know, the most biased people in the world, uh, you know, all over the place? Or your friends and neighbors or, you know, you, you know, when you go to your church or your work and they have their own bias point of view. Are you going to buy into that and buy into the company line? Or are you going to think for yourself? Are you going to say what you are just thinking and realizing that you have a right to do that? And you have an obligation to yourself to kind of to search out and see what, you know, what information is accurate, even if you don't like it. Well, that's the choice you and I have to make every day. And I sure hope you decide to do the right thing. And so somebody else will say, there is no right thing. Even I've said that. You know, sometimes it's not a right answer or anything. Well, yeah, sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. And, um, you know, it's a good practice for us to think for ourselves. So with that, I think it's time to go. And I hope you think this was a good show. And if you didn't, uh, hey, come back and we'll try again uh, tomorrow or the next day or go through the archives. And maybe you'll find something there. I sure will appreciate it. Well, if you like this show, please rate and review the show and uh, subscribe if you like. And I will catch you on the next episode of Just Thinking. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.